0: Form our character is the title of this devotion. Last, yesterday I spoke to you about who orders your values. Today I want to speak to you about values form our character. You can see what is most important to people by their nature, their character, their The way that they think and talk and act and react, you can see what is most important to them and what they become passionate about and what they're indifferent about. When you're indifferent about something, you don't value it very much. But when you love something and value it highly, then you can be quite passionate about it. And I think that this is important today because we are, living in a society that is having to rediscover what is truly valuable and what is worth living for and what is most important and you have people that are quite passionate about all kinds of different issues so i I think it's an important subject here in romans chapter 5 and i'll read to you from the amplified translation from Verse 1 through 5, I want you to see this, please, that values form our character. as the title of this devotion. Therefore, since we are justified, acquitted, and declared righteous and given right standing with God through faith, let us grasp the fact that we have the peace of reconciliation to hold and to enjoy peace with God. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. Through Him <clears throat> also we have our access, entrance, introduction by faith into this grace, this state of God's favor in which we firmly and safely stand. And let us rejoice and exult in our hope and experience and enjoying the glory of God moreover. Let us also be full of joy now. Let us exalt and triumph in our troubles and rejoice in our suffering, knowing that perseverance and affliction and hardship produce patience and unswavering endurance. And endurance, fortitude, holding to what's valuable to you, holding to what's important to you, develops maturity of character approved faith, tried integrity, and character of this sort produces the habit of joyful, confident hope of eternal salvation. Such hope never disappoints or deludes or shames us, for God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit whom has been given to us. So he says, since now through faith in Jesus Christ, We have been brought into right standing with God and enjoy peace with Him and live by faith in this wonderful relationship with Him. We hold on to that relationship. We embrace it even when the going is a bit rough down here. Even when we're tried, even when circumstances say to you, well, God really is good, and why do you go through this? It's kind of like Isaac and Rebecca. Isaac got married with Rebecca when he was 40 years old. But she was like Isaac's mom, barren, like Sarah. She was barren. And for 20 years, Isaac and Rebecca were praying and saying, God, you did it for Abraham, my father, and for Sarah, my mom. I thank you, do it for me and Rebecca, that you give us a son, Lord. Father, we trust you to give us a child. It doesn't have to be just a boy, a girls, just as valuable. Lord, that you give us a child. And, and they kept praying and praying and believing and praying, and they stood fast in prayer. They persevered in prayer. They endured in faith, in prayer and faith faith needs prayer and prayer needs faith. Oh, how important it is when you have faith in God and you pray, believing what you ask, you're receiving because you know God is for you. And here they're enduring and faith, persevering in faith. And this whole character of faith was developing in them because of what they valued. They valued that God like he gave abraham and sarah would give them you see how your values determine your character and here or form your character develop your character and here after 20 years when isaac was 60 rebecca became pregnant now rebecca as she began to grow the babies began to grow she realized She had twins in her, and it was tumultuous, this pregnancy. Oh, it was so painful, so hard, so difficult. And Rebecca came to Isaac and said, If this be of God, how can it be so hard? And they prayed, Right, Lord, you've given this because we've asked it of you. Why is it so hard? And the Lord spoke to them. Isn't it good when you can take your questions and turmoils and trials and anxieties to the Lord and trust Him? Because the Lord spoke to them and said, there are two nations at odds with one another in your womb. And how we know that that is true when out of the womb came Jacob and Esau who were at odds with one another. Two different natures and God used that to show that there are two different natures we can choose. We can choose the nature of self-will, of the lower nature of the flesh and sin, or we can choose the nature of God's will and the higher nature of His spirit life. And that spirit life was manifest in the body of Jacob while the lower nature was manifest in the life of Esau. And thereby, God makes it so clear that you and I have a choice. And you see, when we embrace a relationship with God through faith in Jesus Christ and by faith have access into that relationship to enjoy the peace, enjoy the goodness of God, we're choosing for the higher nature of the life of the Spirit. And as we then get challenged in this life, by the desires of the flesh, by the temptations of the world. But we persevere in that relationship with God and we allow that relationship with God to determine what we value. We could see that what we value, our relationship with God, develops our character. And how important it is that we have a godly character and that we honor and worship the Lord God with all of our heart and begin to see that through faith in Jesus, He brings us into the wisdom that He gives us in Jesus to know who He is and what He is to us. He brings us into this righteousness of perfect right standing with Him where we have absolutely no condemnation or guilt, but we know that we have peace with God through Jesus Christ. He brings us into that sanctification through Jesus Christ that we enjoy holiness in fellowship with God and separation from the world, redemption, freedom from the control of the flesh in the world as we enjoy the life of the Holy Spirit so that we can worship and boast to whom God has made Jesus unto us. And we worship Him and we praise Him and we glorify Him You know, and it says here in one of the famous scriptures in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 9 of Jeremiah, verse 23. Listen to this. Thus says the Lord, Let not the wise and skillful person glory and boast in his wisdom and skill. Let not the mighty and powerful person glory and boast in his strength and power. Let not the person who's rich in physical gratification and earthly wealth glory and boast in his temporal satisfaction and earthly riches. But let him who glories glory in this that he understands and knows me personally, practically, directly discerning and recognizing my character, says the Lord, that I am the Lord who practices loving kindness, judgment, righteousness in the earth. For these things i delight, says the Lord. Do you see? Your values form your character. So, in other words, you can have nice things. God's not against them. He's not against you enjoying your house, enjoying your furniture, enjoying your garden if you have one, or your balcony, or you just, you know, He has no problem with you enjoying a vehicle or something else, a holiday, no problem they do not determine the quality of your character. The quality of your character is not determined by the things you have or don't have. I'm not depressed because I don't have this yet, I don't have that yet. And I've really had to make choices at times in my life when those things try to form my character. I had to choose. (laughs) I'll tell you a silly little example. I was walking through a shopping mall with Virginia in the United States. We were on the holiday. And while she was in the store, I looked into this shop where they had all these watches. And there was this watch. And when I saw this watch, it's like everything said, you got to have it. But I looked at the price and I thought, no, this is not for me, not right now. I have other priorities. And so that watch was saying, yabby, yabby, yabby. And it started arguing with me and explaining how I could somehow sacrifice that, sacrifice this, sacrifice that, and still get it. I said in my heart, no, no. This is not a priority right now. I have other priorities. I have greater responsibilities, not no, no. And I walked off because it didn't stop arguing. And it kept arguing with me and arguing with me until I was way on the other side of the mall and then thought to myself, Stop this. No. You have no right to dictate my feelings and my thoughts. My character is not disposed to you. You do not form my my way of thinking. And I shook it off and it left me alone. And I never bought that watch. God forbid. Does God have an issue with watches? No, but He does have an issue if you allow your character to be formed by these things. Our character is not formed by the earthly passing pleasures. Our character is not even formed by the education we had. While that may be valuable and important, our character is formed in that we know God, that we love God, and that we find our greatest joy in sharing His love with one another on a day-to-day basis. I think it is so important that we guard our hearts in what forms our character, what values form our character. You could see some people's characters is completely formed by the things they possess or the education they've had. They think they're superior or they think they have something over another because they've had a certain education. Folks, you'd be surprised how God confounds the wise by the simple. And he entrusts the simple with the riches of his kingdom while he hides it from the wise and prudent. Because God says, I will not build on that foundation. You say to me, Pastor Robert, God's against education. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. He'll help you with it, inspire you. But he says, do not let that become your master. I am your master. I am your Lord. I form your character with my love, with my goodness, with my humility, with my meekness, with my gentleness, with my goodness. And while you may have the richest education, you have the sweetest disposition of Christ that has formed your character through it all. And you do not flaunt your education as if that gives you greater honor. No, what gives you great honor is the Father and His love. Look what Jesus says here in John chapter 5, please. John chapter 5. I'll I'll not make it too long, but I I do feel these devotions this week will really help you. John 5, starting at verse 31. If I would bear witness of myself, Jesus says, my witness is not true. There is another who bears witness of me. And I know the witness which he witnesses of me is true. Come on, you can say, I am, I have, I do, I can do, I've done. And that may all be naturally true, but that is all so passing. But when the Father looks at you and says, you are my son, you are my daughter, and you I'm well pleased. You carry an honor about you. A sense of value about you that affects your character that when you stand next to the most educated people or the most wisest or most skilled or most talented people you don't feel inferior because the glory of your person has been shaped by the love of your heavenly father and god doesn't want us to feel inferior to anybody neither does he want us to feel superior that is just as bad. He wants us to have a love for all mankind. Look at, at, at verse 37 here of John 5. The Father himself who sent me has testified of me. You have neither heard his voice at any time nor seen his form. But you do not have his word abiding in you because whom he sent... Him you do not believe. You search the Scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which testify about me. But you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. I do not receive honor from man, but I know you that you do not have the love of God in you. I have come in my Father's name. I've come representing my Father, and you do not receive me. If another would come in his own name, representing him him, just himself, him you will receive. How can you believe or receive honor from one another and do not seek the honor that comes from the only God? This is what must form your character. That you above anything value what your Father in heaven thinks about you. That is more important to you than what your natural mom and dad, your brother, your sister, your husband, your wife, your children think about you. Wow, I'm not saying that it's unimportant what they think about you, but your character needs to be formed by something more powerful than what others think about you. You cannot find full satisfaction in this life by just living for the honor of man because then you will have disappointment. if you find your sense of value and worth in what the heavenly father will think of you your character will be able to endure some of the toughest trials in this life when maybe people whom you love dearly do not at that moment have the ability to show it and still you stay stable and secure and your life does not evaporate and fall apart because your relationships do God would like you to be able to stand strong even in the face of being all alone, even in the face of having nobody there to support you and nobody there to stand alongside you. Because if God before us, who can be against us? And Jesus is the perfect example of this, isn't it? When on the cross, he was all by himself, forsaken and denied by all. He said, Father, in your hands, I commit my spirit. And then look at Him just on the third day, as God had said. He rose triumphantly and victorious from the dead and showed that love of the Father for all of them who had denied Him and forsook Him. He showed that love for them. And God wants us to overcome by that love. And by that love, have a character that can come through some of the most toughest trials in this life. Amen. Have a good day.